Hello, I'm with my wonderful guest today, Lissetti uh, Sandoval, and she's a filmmaker and she's done a lot of uh, different works and she's currently doing another new short film called The Penelope Story. And I want to hear her interesting story of how she became a filmmaker and her own story of uh, she talks about uh, going through uh, her own heartache and coming out of it. And that's what her new Penelope story is all about, is to uh, showcase not only a story about sex trafficking of younger children, but then also giving them hope and a way out, um, especially through coming through faith and Jesus to be able to restore them and make them whole. So I'm going to introduce you to Lissetti. Hi, Lissetti. Hi, how are you, Sima? Good. Thank you for coming on. Um, so tell me about your own story and how you started uh, thinking about becoming a filmmaker. Yes. So um, I was born in Guayaquil, Ecuador. And since I was 14 years old, I had this gift, I call it, because um, out of anything, like maybe a little piece of information, maybe of a song or someone talked about uh, the beginning of a story, I will come up with a whole uh, scene in my head and then I will write it out. I will make like short films with my friends and my, my brother and my sister and uh, I was always with a camera everywhere I went. So uh, I knew that came out natural and, and I loved it. So I decided to immigrate to Canada to study at the craft because unfortunately in Ecuador we don't have uh, that many resources for the film industry and mm -hmm. I felt limited. And, and so when I came here, um, I because I, I came by myself around 21 years old, I didn't have a family, didn't have any friends, everything wow. was to me. So yeah, at the time I was uh, with a boyfriend and he became my, my all. And to an extent that we got married and then um, he used to have a, a job that forced him to be always on road trips and we will only see each other once once a week. Oh and, wow. Yeah, and I was married to him and, and I and and I thought to myself many times at that time I wasn't a Christian yet. So I just thought this cannot be life. Like there yeah. has to be more than that. I I suffer through a lot of uh, um mental abuse in the relationship. Uh -huh. Because at the time, yes, uh, my husband wasn't a very nice person right and so um, many things happen in the relationship that made me doubt my self-worth and um, to an extent that I thought maybe I will never be able to be in a normal uh, healthy relationship uh, I, I, for the longest time I thought this is this is my faith and I have to take it in you know I, I have to stay with this man but it came to a point in my life where I felt like I was by myself living in a small apartment, looking down 22 floors down, where I start thinking about my life. Like, there has to be more than this, or else why am I here? Like, I have suicidal thoughts about that. And it just took one friend of mine. She was a Christian, and I thought she was crazy. <laughs> That's why I was avoiding her a lot. But she's like, Lissetti, you need to come with me to church. I'm like, I don't want to. You know, like, I was just always running away from church. And so I told her, look, I'm going to go with you, but I'm going to wait for you at the parking lot because I was by myself. Um, my husband and I have already broke up for a whole month because of a huge fight. And and I thought, you know, my life was over and, and he, he became my all and, and my only idol at the time. So um, 
then she was taking a long time and I said, oh, why is taking her so long? So I decided to go in. And as soon as I walked in, the pastor just automatically said, I know you've been looking for me and you've been running away from me and you have tried everything and it's not working. And I'm calling you now to be here. And wow. I started crying because I felt like, you know, God was talking to me for the first time. And I told my friend, take me to the front for the first time. And, and I went in there and then the pastor, I remember he's saying, the Lord saying, I brought you here. Not, no man brought you here. I did it for my purpose. And you don't need a man to support you, to make you feel whole. You, I am all you need. That's so, an amazing story that God reached out to you. Yes. So um, are you still with your husband or is... Yeah, so when I, I went back to him and I told him, okay, we have to talk because I was so clear, like Jesus just took me over in such a way that I knew that he was all I need. And I told him, look, I want to continue this marriage, but it has to be a new way. And I told him what happened. He told me that, yes, he saw a difference in me. And I told him, I, I, choose, I choose Christ over you. If you're willing to take that path with me, you're welcome to to join me. Did he do and, that? And he did. He changed. Oh he did 180 degrees. Jesus took him over. He was an agnostic person. Yeah, your your own story is quite amazing because you know you have so much bravery to go to a new country to start all this. And most people in your situation would have had a hardship with their marriage and husband. They would have left. So not only God did call you and to himself and the whole transformation happened, but he allowed you to stay married and have him come to faith. Right. I mean, that to me is, you know, extremely incredible that God's gift to you and your marriage and your husband. It wasn't like, you know, I, I was expecting to hear because I don't know your story until yeah. now that you left him and, you know, started a new path. But the fact that you stayed together and you're both, you know, came to faith and now you're doing all these incredible things. Uh, it, you know, God has definitely transformed your life to something amazing. It did. And the way that he was, he was an agnostic person. He believes like, I'm not atheist, but I believe that there's some sort of supremacy out there but i don't believe in god that's what he always kept saying to me yeah but jesus took him over in such a way he's just like smacking left and right and and now he's the one helping me putting this out there like this message because wow he, yeah he felt it himself and and just to see how god turned my mess to make it my message and yeah, your story is incredible. I think you should write about that and film about your yes, own story. Definitely. You know, because you're like the uh, reverse of Eve, Adam and Eve. You know, you you presented God instead of the fallen apple, you know, or whatever the fruit was. Yes. And you presented God to your husband where he came around and transformed himself and your marriage. So I'm really intrigued by the story. So, I mean, I'm glad that you're sharing that because I I really was expecting you to say, well, you know, uh, he was a bad man, so I left. Yeah. But, you know, I'm glad that you are able to work that out. So what are your projects that you've been working on? Because um, this is probably like, is, this is your first film or you've done a few others? Uh, this is my third film. Oh, okay. the other films. Yeah, the other films that I did, uh, we're also in regards of the human psychology, what we go through uh, with our own struggles. 
But at that time, I wasn't Christian, so my point was just very experimental um, and very commercial. But this time, I think I was given that mission to empower people around the world to become their best versions of themselves through my films. Yeah. So I have that responsibility as a filmmaker. Okay, I'm, I have these gifts already. How can I be of service to the world? How can I show them in the best, fastest way? Because we have to adapt to to the generations. How can I do that and 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 still serve God and 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 show what God has done in me? Because it's real. This actually happens. And then I said, Yeah, I'm just gonna turn all my scripts. Like I have scripts from like that I wrote a long time ago. And wow. Turn them into something better, like a message, positive message for the world. Like that's that's my my love. Well, that's awesome that you can write scripts and film them, and you're in that position. I mean, I would have loved to have done what you're doing right now, and I still want to do that. That's why. Oh, yeah. I reached out. yeah, I'm part of my because you know I, I started the website about six months ago, and then now I realize, and I'd written quite a few articles and got through my first book and oh, but now I want to be able to do filming and you know like I it's so I'm trying to figure out where to start because I, it's not like we have unlimited budgets you know it's only right. micro budgets yeah. and then you need a good story and since I want it to be faith-based because there's not a lot of Christian wholesome uh you know, companies out there that are producing, it's all one-sided. And even though there are Christian movies, but I feel like a lot of them are not really geared towards the truth of the Bible. So it would right. be good. I Unfortunately, I do not have script writing abilities. <laughs> I, I can do really good film, you know, like the visual part of it and editing and make it come to, you know, the end of the project. Nice. But the storytelling part, uh, you know, I would have somebody like you to be able to oh, give me a great story. story. Yeah. Yeah. Collaborate. I, that's, that's I would love that. That's yeah. You tell me a little bit and I'm like, Woo, I come up with the whole oh, thing. Oh, my gosh. That would be perfect. You almost would be godsend for me because that's what I needed was somebody oh. to write Christian-based stories. And then I can take those projects and bring it to fruition. So I would love to collaborate with you. I Definitely. think that would be a great idea. I would love to do that. Uh, I feel like my mission and your vision um, are like yeah. because I agree with you. Unfortunately, we have been put into a box because we're Christian. It needs to be boring. It needs to be right. monotone. And that's not going to attract the non-Christian audience. Like we Right. And then, you know, Jesus said he's the living word. So that means he's throughout time. And we should be able to tell stories of how we dress, how we look, how we interact with others to tell what Jesus is all about and why we need him. And, you know, your story, is, I think, is awesome. I, you know, if you can script that out, I think yes, that would be amazing, yes. too. That's one of my movies. Actually, I'm going to in the rights of that, like how to yeah. make it a film. But that's a modern day setting. You know, you were uh, as a young woman, not only had to travel cross countries. Right. So and then trying to establish you actually met someone. But then, you know, you had that bit of a struggle in the beginning and now you're come out of that. So that's right. wonderful. So uh, the Penelope story, I'm going to see if I can screen share it because I found your um, the Kickstarter program. Yeah. Oh, nice. So this is your Kickstarter page of Penelope's story. And it looks like you've gotten pretty good start already. Um, Hello. 
My name is Lisette Sandoval. I'm a filmmaker and writer, and I'm on a mission to empower people around the world through my films. Interested? I have written a faith-based drama film, Penelope Story, about a teenage girl tormented through the years of sexual slavery, gets a chance to escape her bondage from an unexpected patron, but she must learn to fight her own demons to break the cycle of abuse. Have you ever asked yourself, what cures a poison heart? Forgiveness, and this is something that I've learned in my life and my personal story echoes the pursuit of my main protagonist, Penelope, where I was able to overcome mental abuse by forgiving and letting go of my past. And because of that, I have been given the opportunity to turn my pain into my purpose. This is the reason why this story is so close to me. And the importance for this story is because we have all felt at some point in our lives feelings of despair, loneliness, unforgiveness, being abused either physically or emotionally. And this is an understandable feeling, don't you think? Yeah, we're all human. So the need for this film is now. More women, men, and children are being victimized every day. And my film focuses on the rebirth of a victim of sex trafficking. This story teaches how to let go of the past and be able to move on. This story gives you hope on how do I get from being a victim to being the hero of your own life. Just imagine the impact this film will have to billions of people around the world to change their lives around. So that's Penelope's story, which is ready to start production and needs your help. And I want to thank you for taking the leap of faith with me on this campaign and for bringing your light to this world. Let's begin again. What's your budget goal here that you will Yes. Yeah, so this is the goal. Uh, that is in Canadian dollars. Okay, ten thousand so, something in Canadian yes, dollars. In Canadian dollars, yes. Yeah, so okay. it would be about ten uh, eight thousand US. Yeah. So you're on a good start. So I'll definitely post your link uh, at the end of the podcast for anybody who wants to help to mm -hmm. donate. So tell me about the story uh, that you're developing as a short film. Yeah, so I'm focusing more, mainly on the rebirth of the victim of sex trafficking and the power of true forgiveness. Um, and uh, what I decided to do this, it, this is something very weird because I was listening to a Spanish old song and then the whole movie came into my head. But I clearly hear the Holy Spirit say it has to be about sex trafficking. I'm like, what I didn't know much about the at that time, to be honest with you. So I was forced to do the investigation. I did research starting here in uh, Ontario, uh, Northern Ontario, Canada, which was odd because I would not associate Canada with sex trafficking, especially when I went to uh, a place called Manitoulin Island. And that place is um, like a touristic place. But as I was going through the highway, I noticed big signs saying buying sex is a crime. And I and it just keeps seeing that type of signs. And then I asked my husband, like, what's going on? Where 
where are we? Are we still in Canada? And so I start digging in and then I find out that uh, most of those areas are far away from the city and it's because they're indigenous reserves. And uh, uh, four out of five of these young girls are being trafficked because they're most vulnerable. And, and my husband is 50% indigenous and therefore my daughter. So now it became personal to me and I start digging in, doing interviews, uh, going through organizations to find out the uh, why are these girls being trafficked? Like how, how are they being presented to this type of world? And the common denominator is mainly because they don't know their resources out there for them. Like they don't know that we have uh, an economic system that will back them up whenever they want to go to school or if they want to go to college or anything like that. So then when they leave their little town, because then they're in the little town, there's no community centers, no cinemas, nothing. Mm-hmm. They just finish high school. They just have to go to the biggest city, uh, which is closer to, to that little area. And that's when they're being taken advantage of because they don't know anything. Like they're not being taught these things. Yeah, It's like a completely different world, even though you're, in Canada, and I was like, this cannot happen. How can I help in any way? And so that's when I decided I'm going to fuse my story, will echo the pursuit of my protagonist, but it will be a person that's coming out of sex trafficking. Because yeah. what intrigued me though is that even though these girls are being taken off that ring, that's what they call it, the ring, they sometimes go back to their lives, and I'm like, well, why? You're giving them everything. It's like, yes, it's because they've been conditioned so much that in their minds, they think that's the only thing they can do for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Um, and and then and that's, in a way, that's, I felt related. I'm like, that's how I felt when I was in a relationship that was so toxic to me that I thought that that was the, that was the way and there was no other way. And I tried everything. I tried mar- marriage counselors. I tried psychiatrists. I tried different types of uh, religious and nothing was enough. It, I wasn't finding that, but then Jesus was the only way that I was able to transform. Yeah, Jesus is the only way, and it gives us hope for you know all of us. We're sh- meant to share the gospel and bring others to Him. You know, it's and it's up to them, but at least you open that door and give them that light to follow. You know, mm-hmm. so it's amazing that you're doing this story. Um, so hopefully, people who are interested will help you. Finished the film. So you grew up in Ecuador. And so what was life like there for you? I always felt like a fish out of water since I was a very, very young girl, like since I was four. And uh, I always told my dad, there has to be more than this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, My dad is, we were a middle, middle class uh, family. We were okay. But my dad never actually bought us anything fancy or anything like that. He would say, I would rather pay on good education than buying you the finest gifts. And I never understood that when I was so young. So my dad gave me so much education that I was like, in in Ecuador, we speak Spanish. So I was 15 years old and I was already going to university with bigger people, like 27, 30s. And I was in their classes learning English. And I just didn't understand but that opened my mind because now I was, I was so ahead that when I was in high school, all the other girls would bully me for speaking English or for reading books in English. I was mocked a lot. So I was, wow. yeah. So, and I understand it now why they did it, but 
but at that time I was bullied throughout the entire time and that pushed me to do Taekwondo to cover, you know, do self-defense. Yeah. And I was great at it. I won several medals and then the bullies stopped bullying me after that. (laughs) Well, that's good. At least taught them. I'm like, hey, don't mess with me. Yeah, don't mess with me anymore. Yeah. And, and so that helped. And But then after that, I, I felt like, Dad, I, I can do anything. I, I, I had that mentality. I was like, I want to do more. Yeah. And, and I always felt further away from what I wanted to do. And I wanted to go and, and do filmmaking. And unfortunately, in Ecuador... There's no way uh, for for a woman to break through, especially when I was so young. I was like in my 20s. No, they wouldn't take me seriously. Yeah. Um, so it was more of a, who do you know rather than what gifts can you offer to this uh, environment? And, and yeah, well, God gave you a lot of gifts, and you know He helped you get out of that uh, and bring you to your own future. So in Canada. Did you go to film school or how did you go about learning how to do all this? Yes, yes. I, I went I went to film school and um, I did as many years I could have done because uh, you're treated as an international student. So the um, the fees are like 10 times bigger. Like when yeah. they were paying, paying $3,000 per year, like the residents, I was paying $12,000 a year. Wow. It was a huge brat, and my parents had to mortgage their home to pay my Wow. So they supported you while you were. Yeah, they supported me. And while I was also working, I just kept saving, saving, saving. And as soon as I finished my studies, I gave all that money back to my parents because I told That's them, great. I want you to pay your house back, and I don't want you to pay any. Yeah. And no, that's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. So you were very driven. I mean, I'm glad when you were able to at least make that money back for your parents to give them that. But it's good that they were very supportive. Sometimes, you know, when you're making all these big decisions young, you don't necessarily have that support of your family and you just have to go. Uh, You know, when I was young, it's the same thing. Like whatever ideas, I knew I didn't fit into that same mold as everybody else. And especially within my culture, they don't even want women to do anything but just what culture are you i i was born in india and then i came to united states uh around 10 or 11 and then you know my parents were still indian living here so everything had to be yeah so they already planned to get me married off before i even turned 18 i'm like no (laughs) so i went to college and i think god helped me get through that because I didn't even remember how I got in, you know, it was just like, you know, the things that happen in your life, I think God like takes steps to guide you to the right place. And I I remember like in uh, 12th grade or something, I didn't actually go to, I finished off high school after 11th grade. And then somebody mentioned some program that you could take college credits for your senior year. And I said, okay, I'm doing that. So that helped me get into college without all that testing and crazy stuff. But, you know, having gone through all that, he put me in the right situations and I ended up getting, you know, all my education that I needed. And, but now, you know, like I'm also the creative type. So I like, I want to be able to do the kind of stuff that you're doing. Um, so I'm hoping that God's going to give me that new landing space, you know, like we all need when we're starting something. Um, so I'm embarking on something new, hopefully within the next year or two. Um, yeah. So 
tell me more about your other films that you've done in the past. So I did a short film. Um, this is about because I was going through a lot of things as an international student. I felt very boxed in. So I, I remember that they were going to kick me out of uh, university because I was still waiting on my student permit, but I already paid the whole year. So I felt like this isn't fair. Like you knew that I was going in the process, why you have to do this. So all the, 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 uh, the, the psychological thing that I went through, I made a movie about it. But I changed the names and I changed everything. I made my, my protagonist a male but it's just the, like the transition that I went through. But it, it took uh, one teacher in the program, he, he told me, look, you can just continue on with your studies, keep doing what you do best, I'll take care of the permit. And and that helped me finish if it wasn't for him. So there's always that one person you know, yeah. believes in you and then helps you through and can make a big difference. Right. So then I decided I'm gonna make a movie about that. And so, yeah. And and so even though I was not a Christian yet, I still had that in my in my heart. I want to share something good, like something special that that will help someone maybe in my own right. situation. And I realized because we we showed it in the campus in the university, another person that was an international student, but it was in in my class. And he's like, Lissetti, you inspire me. Thank you so much for that film. Like, and I said, well, okay, even if it was the one person that could inspire that 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 makes my day and and that was really nice too so where are all these films posted do you, do you have it online somewhere uh no because uh they've been uh, they're so old but um i still have them i could put them online there's the my second one that i did was a documentary that was the first time that i pitched to a whole uh class and then the the, the deed the deeds of the university and that was like uh you know to give you that real life experience of what's yeah and so out of 200 students, my pitch was chosen to be made. And so, and it was, it was uh, an interesting like comedy slash drama. And it's about a heavy metal head guy, like British yeah. guy living in Canada and turns into a Latin guy. <laughs> so yeah. That's interesting to write. And, um, and we, were, we were friends at the time. And I said, I want to tell your story. Can you make me? and uh, let me do it and he was like yeah go for it because he's like very out there and, and then I pitched that story and then they all love it and I start getting the producer involved and and the producer approached me I didn't have to look for anyone and wow. we, did, we did a documentary that I do have it on my IMDB uh, profile and then I also have a link to a YouTube uh, link I can share that with you so you yeah can let's do that uh it's unfortunate that my screen share is not working yeah, too well. I, I could do all the editing and even filming part of it. The only skill that I don't have is to write it out in script format where people, conversation, dialogues, and the storyboarding. So once all of that is done, then I think I could probably do a great job with the photography. Yeah, of course, because you're and, creative. That's the hardest yeah. part, to be honest and, with you. And the editing, I, you know, I, I'm, I've been doing that a lot anyway with all these other videos and stuff. But uh, yes, but it's only always other people's, you know, videos or stuff. I haven't. I've been too busy to like actually make this 
the thing that I want to do. But I, because I've, you know, been more dedicated towards bringing out God's word in the last six months, I think it's just a natural progression with the skills that I do have. And I think, you know, once I collaborate with gifted people like you, then I could probably see some vision coming out of that. Um, Yes, because um, you're on the right path. I was was like that too. That's the link. Uh, I was like that too. I wasn't very good at writing. Like I I will write, but I will write as a novel. And they tell me, no, that's not how you write a script. So I had to take script writing classes to get to the point. So I can share those um, as well with you. Like all the the programs that I took, they are like not too expensive and and you will avoid to go on on college and do a, a script writing course because no, you don't need that. Yeah. Um, so. Well, that would be great. I mean, mostly like the camera, like the production part of it is uh, yeah. what I don't know. Like, you know, how to bring yeah. the people together to be able to like, what do you need? Like cameras and places and that the whole production, like it's a play, yeah. right? So. Yeah. And you got to bring everything together. And then when you're ready, then it all, the magic, you know, starts to happen. Um, So I'm going to still have to learn some of these things and maybe I'll take some courses somewhere. I don't know. But uh, right now, my biggest is time. That's the constraints. You know, once I'm done with my old life, I can begin my new life. So I'm really just waiting to close out all my other stuff and then start something new. So I'm hoping by next summer that it'll be something filming somewhere. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, remember, uh, I'm here for you. So whenever you want to start working, yeah. let me so know. So yeah. I would love that. I mean, I think this is a good meeting today just to be able to know that you do all this and we're on the same page with many of the uh, faith-based stuff. So, so what else do you want to share about your work and your upcoming project? Have you started filming already or is it? We, we will start shooting next week. So, okay. Yeah. So on the week of the 17th of September, we'll start shooting. Uh, I already have my entire cast. I'll be uploading their photos to the Kickstarter campaign. So everyone that's already yeah. involved will be able to, to see it. And the way I'm doing it is a, like a collaboration with the people that are supporting the cause because I will put in their names at yeah. the end of the film credits. Oh, uh, nice. Under, yeah, under like a special thanks to our heroes. Yeah. And also like executive producers as well. Like it, it, there's so many rewards on the uh, uh, on the Kickstarter campaign. And also everyone will get a private link to watch the film once it's completed. That's a great idea. Because yeah, I want everyone to be part of it, to actually feel like I was part of that film. I, right. Yes, I, I want it to be like that. Like we all did this together. So your previous works, uh, did they go out in the distribution and stuff? Like your other yeah, short films? No, because when I did them, I was so young. I didn't know, to be honest with you, what I wanted to do in life. Yeah. It, it took me to know Christ to find out this is my purpose. And, yeah. and it took me so, well, I wouldn't say so long, but it took me several years to understand that your gift is what you do absolute best with the least amount of effort. That's your yeah. gift. Don't yeah, that. sometimes it's really hard to figure that out when you're just going yeah. through life, you know, and then all of a sudden, like, you know what, you shouldn't be toiling for yeah. working. You should just come naturally to what you're gifted at. Um, so you plan on making, like, how big is this film? Like, how many minutes? It's uh, 45 minutes with credits. 
Wow. Yeah. So you're going to have like distribution and all that stuff too, yeah. and submitted to film festivals and all that kind of stuff. That is correct. Yes. We yeah. created a list and um, I have 700 um, uh, film festivals to choose wow. from that also are in, uh, in the niche of this film. And then I also have um, like uh, private stream uh, services in Canada yeah. that also specialize in short films. But I, but I definitely want to do the film festivals first okay, and, and, and spread the word. Yeah. yeah, that would be amazing to once that, you know, especially if you win and start winning awards and stuff, then that'll get your name out there. And, exactly, yes, you, yeah. you get noticed. So have you found, like, other people that are doing similar work to you that are, like, Christian and faith-based? Um, to be honest with you, uh, yes, but they, they're, like, in the higher you know rank and uh they don't want to talk to you like if you don't if you don't don't already have some sort of brand yeah they don't listen to you so that's what pushed me to be like i need to produce this like god just gently put in my head you have to do it because i was looking for a producer for a year yeah no one wanted to take it because they said oh it's not too christian enough or the other ones were saying it's too it's too christian it's not too commercial i'm like so I, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're meant to have your own company. I mean, you're like very young and you just got your start and you have stability, you have the skills. And once you start putting your work out there and you have so much time to build that brand and, you know, yeah. you could be the next big filmmaker and they're just going to throw money at you like this. That's what so, I mean. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I definitely see a future for you um, and it's, it's good. I'm glad that you're building all that. Um, so as far as like the schooling and stuff, you said you went like a couple years or how long did it take you to learn to do yes, it? Yes, I did two years just for film production, like behind the cameras, how the lights and everything works, just the technicality of it and uh, film editing. That's how I find out. I love film editing. I love being behind the camera. Uh, but then uh, I knew that I was good at storytelling, but I didn't have the craft for it. So then they didn't teach me that in, in college for some reason. So I have to take several separate classes yeah. uh, to do it. And um, and thank God I found the right mentor. And uh, and his name is Tom Donnelly. I don't know if you heard of him. No. But um, he did. He wrote uh kind of the barbarian and also the um sahara movie mm -hmm. so he wrote those and um i was lucky enough to be in one of his uh classes and then he took me under his wing um private coaching and that's how my script went from like first draft to 16 drafts wow where i was able to be like this is it i can't continue because you always will find little things to make it perfect and perfect and perfect right Sometimes yeah. I to take the leap of faith and be like, let's do this. <laughs> right. So, well, you kind of embody that leap of faith story for sure. Um, I have about a few minutes left. Uh, so just a few quick questions. Like the actors that you uh, cast, how do you go about doing that? Are they like your university or you did open call? I did an open call. Yes. Okay. I did an open call. And then are they willing? I mean, are, are they getting paid or are they willing to do this for free? Yeah, no, I, I am paying them. Uh, so that's most of the the uh, the money is going to actors, okay. the equipment, the locations, uh, everything that has to be technical, and then also the the performers. 
that budget is going there. Right. Uh, but uh, my 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 husband is helping me, you know, volunteering basis. Yeah. Um, and, but yeah, everyone else is just yeah. We 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 need to do something for them, take care of them. But but they do know that they're not being paid high a, a lot. Yeah. Now. Sure. And and they're doing it because of the cost. Because I tell them like, look, this is the video. Because I have a two minute video on my Kickstarter campaign. It's like if you like it, you can come back to me, and then we can discuss the agreement. Uh, and they said, yes, I want to be part of it. I don't care about the money. Yeah. I want to be part of it. I'm like, yes. <laughs> oh, that's great. So you're able to budget the whole project for 10000 Canadian dollars yeah. for a 45-minute film, right? Yeah. Wow. That's that's amazing. So yeah, that's almost like a feature-length film, isn't it? Yes, it's almost. Yeah, it was supposed to be a feature film uh, of 145 minutes, um, but... I I decided I'm gonna make it shorter because yeah for for what I wanted to do I needed at least a million dollars yeah there's no way I mean right now no one knows me I have to be more practical and realistic yeah perhaps your gifts are gonna come out more because you know these constraints I think that earlier movies were much more powerful and visually you know I know we have a lot of uh, uh, sci-fi type stuff now with CGI and all that stuff yeah. but. You know, when you're telling a story, any good story, if you could tell it, uh, it'll be amazing. And, you know, your gifts and talents, you're young, you can be able to do a lot right now versus like someday when you're like a billionaire. So I really do appreciate you coming on. Um, this is about a minute left. Uh, and I hope to connect with you yes, uh, soon. And then, you know, as soon as you finish your uh, story, maybe we can play that uh, yeah. for my audience and stuff. And um hoping on your website to see other of your works and your past, you know, that would be good to see, even though you might oh, not think so, idea. but I think that's it would be idea. great if you posted it somewhere You're right. and I can share that with my audience as well. Okay, uh, perfect. So then, yeah, yeah, I'll do that then. That's a great okay. idea. Thank you for bringing that up. Well, thank you so much and you have a great Hi. day and then I'll uh, catch up with you very yes, shortly. Definitely. Please. Bye, Lissetti. Okay, take care. Bye.